This is Womb, the podcast that celebrates the power of rebirth. I'm your host, Nova Cobbin, and on this show, we'll hear from amazing women who dared to rediscover who they are. Women who reignited long-lost passions, took bold leaps of faith, and reimagined their futures in ways they never thought possible. Each week, we'll be inspired by the stories of strength, courage, and resilience. Stories that remind us it's never too late to start anew. There are always second chances, new beginnings, and opportunities for rebirth. So join us as we explore the journeys of phenomenal women who reinvented themselves and created the lives they've always dreamed of. Welcome to Womb Rebirth. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to our newest episode. I am here with Claire Jones today. Uh, Claire Jones is founder and CEO of Your One Life Healthy Weight Loss Solutions, which is a multi-award winning sustainable weight loss coach, mentor, therapist, speaker and author of the very popular book, How to Eat Less. She helps people learn how to manage their weight well for life after successfully managing her own weight for the last 12 years. With a career background of over 25 years spanning the NHS, HM Prison Service and the UK Fire Service, amazing, she's seen firsthand what happens when people don't look after their health and has a natural desire to help and serve those in need. However, it was after overcoming decades of yo-yo dieting, we know that so well, and learning how to look after her own health, that she found a particularly unique way to be of service. She realized that she had an effective, unique and sustainable solution to the weight loss and regain cycles that so many of us go through that cripples the confidence and holds you back from the life that you really want. Claire is known for her relatable, down-to-earth manner, can definitely uh, um, agree with that, and for helping her clients finally crack the code to their healthy weight loss and happiest selves. So Claire, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Claire and I know each other, um, and so it's really lovely to have this chat with you today, um, because I know how fantastic your work is and how effective you are, Um, but I think that today is going to be really um, special for me because we're going to dive a little bit more into your story and particularly kind of looking at this idea of rebirth mm-hmm. and how we go through these points in our lives where we just realize that something needs to change mm-hmm. and we're ready for change mm-hmm. and we then actually step into making that change which is kind of like the big difference right we you know mm-hmm. often have these times where we know that type change is needed or wanted um but making that change is, is a whole other ball game so um really excited to hear your story Claire where would you like to start us on your journey oh gosh <laughs> um, I suppose it would be well worth starting at the beginning really um let's do it because um yeah so I I, I was um a yo-yo dieter for 25 years I started being very conscious about my weight from probably about the age of seven or eight um, because I was an early developer and I I could see that my body looked different to the other children and um, I could see it in photographs like the school photographs and going to swimming um, at school we we used to walk down to the local swimming pool I I think I was in the what's called the I don't know what it's called, what year it's called now, but it was the the, the third and fourth year of junior school. So yeah. I was like 10. 
um, going into 11. And I remember just having to like stand with my my hands across my chest like this and sucking my stomach in because I, I, I just couldn't bear the thought of like, you know, anyone laughing at me in my swimming costume or, you know, calling me fat and that sort of thing. Um, when I look back at photographs of myself, uh, it's really sad because I wasn't fat at all. <laughs> I wasn't overweight. I was just growing. I was just developing. Um, but that experience kind of coloured my whole life for the next probably 30 years <laughs> in terms of how I thought about myself and how I was very conscious of how I looked. And, and that was more important to me than anything else um, in terms of my own sort of self-esteem and, and self-worth. And then, you know, you buy elasticated clothes and you don't weigh yourself and you just try and pretend it's not happening. And then you reach that point where you go, I can't deal with this. I need I need to do something about it. So then you go to the slimming club and you lose all the weight and you do really well and you get the dopamine hit from all oh, your slimmer of the week this week. And, you know, you see all of the all of the, the results and all the compliments you get from people, which are all about how you look, mm-hmm. which just yeah. further in, exacerbates this whole thing about our value is all about how we look. And then there would only be so long that I could sustain that because I was missing all my foods and, I, you know, and I was you know smoking a lot. So in order to you know not eat so much. So, of course, this pattern kind of continued for about 25 years. And um, talking about that kind of like that, that rebirth moment, um, there was a number of different things that kind of happened that kind of, I suppose, got me to the point where I was actually in the position to actually crack it for good. Yeah. And it was so it was over about a five year period and people say to me, I just want to lose weight quickly or I just want to lose as much weight as I can before the wedding or before the party or before my birthday or, or whatever. And what I say is actually, you know, losing weight, it's not a case of going on a diet and losing the weight. I mean, you can and yes, you will, but you don't learn anything and nothing yeah. actually really changes because you don't change. You mm-hmm. just change what you're doing in the short term. Whereas actually what we really need to do is learn how to eat properly, how to eat in a way that supports our health and means that we can eat what we want and be the weight that we want to be. So we actually need to change our attitude towards food as opposed to thinking, oh, well, I I can't eat this food while I'm on my diet and then I'll go back to eating it because all that does is just kick the ball down the road. And so, you know, learning how to manage our weight, in my my opinion and my experience, and is what I teach, is that it's very similar in, in that way, in that we need that support at the beginning to really help us to navigate life and, and food and changing our belief system around it and changing actually how we see it. So if we always see in our food, everything revolves around food and food is the be all and end all, we're always going to feel deprived when we cut it down. Yeah, yeah. We have to eat less if we want to be a healthy weight, mm-hmm. 64% of the adult human population now are either overweight or obese. Well, that was 2021. I dread to think what it is now. In America, it's something like three quarters of the population. Wow. For us, it's, it's two thirds. And it's only getting worse because we don't know how to manage ourselves in the world. We're designed, we're living in a world we're not designed for. And we, unless we figure out how to live in this world, we're always going to be um, at risk of being overweight and all of the health problems of that, 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 that covers so going back to my my kind of epiphany moments um so there were a number of them um i um i i knew i needed to lose weight because i was um suffering physical health problems as a result of it and i constantly felt like i had indigestion and heartburn i was actually diagnosed with gastric reflux disease um which i now know is just simply because i was eating more than my stomach could cope with 
and eating late at night and things like that, um, which all had had to change. Um, and I um, I also then um, so I lost I lost quite a lot of weight in quite a short space of time in order to make me feel better, which it did. But unfortunately, it didn't really kind of resolve the problem um, in I hadn't changed my attitude towards food at all at that point. So it was a, it was a kind of a fate complete was going to go back on again. This was probably about the I don't know, fifth or sixth time in my lifetime where I lost, lost the weight and ended up regaining it all plus more. And every time I regained weight, I always got to a little bit more than I was before mm-hmm. um, because we, we just I don't know. I don't know what happens, but, uh, you know, it's kind of I think part of us likes to sort of push the boundaries sort of rebelliously almost. Um, there are, um, I think, a lot of explanations, scientific explanations as to why this happens, which I'm not even going to go into because my 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 passion is really in terms of what happens with the mindset when it comes to weight management as opposed to the the, the physical things. Um, and there are other experts out there who are much more um, in tune with the, you know, the physiological effects that, than me. I'm very much interested in, OK, that's all very well. We know these things, but actually it's getting ourselves to do the things that are required. That is the key, mm-hmm. the yeah. key difference. And that's where I like to really focus my 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 expertise. Um, so, yeah, so I'd, I'd lost the weight quite quickly. And then I. And one of the ways that I did that was I smoked a lot. Um, so I'd been smoking for, I think, 17 years. And of course, every time I went to the doctors with a cough or a pain of some kind, that was it. I was convinced I had lung cancer. And, and this, this was massively um, impacting me on underneath. You know, it was, it was always on my mind. How do I look? And I, and I can't possibly go to the doctors about, um, you know, things when you know they're going to say well you just need to stop smoking or you need to lose weight which was the other thing that they used to um and I thought, I, I, working for the nhs and how can i balance this it's like completely incongruent so like, my values and my behavior were just like completely mismatched because i think how can i work for the nhs and you know be be there to um you know develop services for people and i'm not looking after my own health mm-hmm. and i couldn't i couldn't kind of Feel, I, I just felt guilty every time I, I think well I'm, I'm doing this to myself <laughs> you know <laughs> no one's making, no one's doing this to me so um so I caught sight of myself right, in a photograph um this was when I think was, was maybe it was able to sort of step out of myself and and see myself objectively for the first time and I was looking I was thinking lovely and slim I'd lost all the weight and I thought yeah I look really good in this photo except that I'm holding this cigarette and it it's, it strikes me that you know, this is very tied into the work that I do around identity, which is that if there's something incongruent in your world, so when you were talking about the NHS work and you were kind of thinking, well, there's this part of me that's kind of works for the NHS and drug and alcohol rehabilitation and and knowing all of the things that support that. Mm -hmm. But also here's me on the other side of the fence kind of being at a weight that I'm unhappy with and smoking, which I'm unhappy with. And the two aren't like my identity is not congruent. Mm. I don't see myself as one or the other. I'm both. And mm. so you're constantly pulled between the two. Mm. Whereas when you're when you identified as this kind of singular, like everything was on the same page, mm. then suddenly the change could happen. But whilst we're in these two minds or these two yeah. worlds, then you're supporting both, which means you're supporting neither, yeah. essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was it was that that um, it, I, I did actually start to see myself as a different person. My identity actually changed to someone who I, I, I would describe myself as an overweight smoking couch potato. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I was you know I was I was overweight I was I was and it was damaging my health and it wasn't I mean I also couldn't bear how I looked as well because don't forget as I said about you know my my image how I saw myself and how others saw me was was really important to me as well um and very much focused about what I looked like you know the the who I was as a person kind of wasn't wasn't kind of um as important to to me um it was very much focused on you know how how I looked and and I also knew I think uh, just sort of going back to that um 2009 when I'd, I'd done the London Marathon and I and I looked at pictures of myself because um, there were a lot of pictures of me you know professional photographs that were taken of it and I looked at and I, I and I I actually kind of decided in that moment that I did not accept that 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 would be how I wanted to be both now or in the future I yeah. didn't recognize myself I thought who is that person mm. and the and thing I- is when I put on weight it like it goes on all over so my face becomes very round my arms and legs become very very round um I'm only five foot three and um I I don't I can't hold much extra weight before it starts to become quite noticeable um but yeah so 2011 so that's 12 years now um and obviously I, I carried on with my running and what I found once I lost that weight oh my goodness my running got better I got yeah. so much faster and my running gait I mean just looking at pictures of how I was running when I was overweight compared to how I was running when I was not you know and I was like everything just my body started behaving and looking like it was it was doing what what comes naturally as opposed to trying really hard to um to do something it was not designed for you know because I I believe that we're all designed to run you know if you think about you throw a load of kids into a playground yeah, as long as they're obviously physically able-bodied, what are they going to do? They're going to run around, aren't they? And yeah. over time, as we grow up, we lose that. And I do remember feeling like this massive urge: I want to move my body. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't Zumba because I cannot. I've got two left feet. I cannot do Zumba. <laughs> um, Me neither. I'm terrible. <laughs> but put one foot in front of the other. Put some music on. Oh my goodness! It just transformed my whole my whole life. And and when I became a runner, that that was a massive rebirth for me I think in yeah. terms of and even your wording around that when I became a runner like you identified fully with I am a runner yeah rather yeah. than like I go for a run or sometimes yeah. I you know you I fully identified with yeah. that yeah. and I think that that stepping into a different version of you is 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 the pivotal moment for a lot yeah. of people That's and it. I know that with my own um it's kind of weight journey I've been bigger and smaller at times but I remember this moment after I'd had Noah where um who's my eldest he's 18 now and I kind of it's similar sort of thing I kind of saw myself in the mirror or it was in a photo I can't remember and I thought oh my goodness you know I I don't identify with that person like who is she and I know you had a similar wording around like who is this person yeah. And it's having that objective kind of observation of yourself from the outside looking in that mm. you're like, well, I know inside that that's not how I feel. I don't feel like I ad- identify with being this person that I'm seeing, but I can mm. see now mm. where I've got to. Mm. And and I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine where she was saying, oh, you know, um, I had a croissant. It was a really nice treat. And I remember thinking to myself, a treat? God, I'm doing that every day like not having a croissant but 
you know, giving myself a treat. And I was, and, and that was another pivotal moment of like, oh, maybe this is, maybe I could do this differently. And I think those, there are just very small key moments where you, you just have these realizations that help you to understand what you're, what you could step into with just quite mm. a small shift in the way Absolutely. that you see yourself. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was really interesting when you said about your belief about, you know, I just believe that if I start putting weight on, it's just going to continue and that I won't have any control over that. Mm-hmm. And I think that really sort of resonated with me around the thing that you said about puberty, which was that mm-hmm. you were an early developer. Mm-hmm. And of course, with puberty, you don't have a choice. It does right. just go on. It just happens without you being mm-hmm. able to control it. Yeah. So it's no wonder that you had that belief because that was exactly what happened. That was the reality. Your body did something that you had no control over. Yeah. And at a pivotal time for you, Mm. kind of hormonally and and, and all of those Mm. parts of your life. And so it's no wonder that that belief was taken on. And Mm. of course, then you just kind of, we repeat the belief, right? We, we, the story becomes the reality. So um, I think, you know, it's fascinating for me how these things develop without mm. us realizing. And it takes a moment outside of ourselves looking back in to be like, oh, look at what I've created mm. from this belief system. And mm. actually, now I've suddenly got this moment of realization of like, I could change that. If yeah. I wanted to, that can change yeah. now. That's it. So That's I it. love yeah. these. I love these rebirth stories because it just yeah. illustrates that so brilliantly. Absolutely. And, and then it was um, also, I think what, what did help me, although it didn't, I didn't feel like it at the time, but I'd gone to see my GP and um, I was complaining because he put me on some antidepressants, which um, I wasn't happy to be on. Um, but I recognised that I needed to be on them. And, and I said, well, they're going to make me put on weight. And then a couple of, well, a few months later, I went back to him and said, see, I told you they'd make me put on weight. And he said, they didn't make you put on weight. And he said, they didn't put food in your mouth. You did that. They might have made you more hungry, but they didn't make you put on weight. And then thought really long and hard about what he'd said. And it was what I needed to hear because I was blaming my situation on other things and not taking responsibility. So then, of course, I'm now sort of, you know, this runner um, who's, um a healthy weight not smoking feeling really good and then an opportunity comes up to join the local fire service as a part-time firefighter I spoke to my my uh, manager at work now bearing in mind that the criteria was you needed to live and work within five minutes or live or work sorry within five minutes of your local fire station to be able to respond to the emergency calls when your pager goes off I lived and worked within five minutes of my local fire station. Oh, wow. And I said to my manager, can I, could I go for this? What do you think? Would you support me to be on call from the office for maybe one day a week? Um, and she said, she said, she said, I knew you'd go for it because it, it was an advert that actually came out through our work. Um, okay. Just it went in our, our Communi- internal communication she said I, I knew you'd go for it <laughs> that was really interesting because yes, that it? meant that her ident- her her view of my identity mm. was such that I'm a fit healthy person who's strong and fit enough to go and do something like that I'm like yes yeah wow. yeah <laughs> wow so I did I applied for it and I got in and I did it for four years 
And of course, what it meant was that being fit and strong was no longer optional. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a requirement of yes. my job. Still part time. I was only ever part time and, and part timers do the same training as the full time whole time okay. fighters. It's just that you you're not on a whole time contract. That's the only difference. Um, and so I had to really I mean, I, I was I was borderline, you know, when I got in. So I had to really work hard on my strength and my fitness. Mm-hmm. So that became sort of all consuming. Um and, you know, I was in the gym at like six in the morning and I had a personal trainer and I was going through all, all the stuff and I got really strong and really fit. And then what I started to notice was that my body was, was changing shape mm-hmm. because I was doing all of this work. And that hadn't been the focus. The focus had been to be strong enough to do my job, to st- strong enough to save lives. Yeah. You can't get much more of a strong motivator than that. Absolutely. And this whole kind of like, um desire to look better had kind of fallen off the radar that wasn't even in I wasn't even interested in that until I I suddenly caught sight of myself and thought wow <laughs> I'm really happy with what I'm seeing in the mirror now and 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 knowing that I needed to just keep keep the consistency and, and knowing you know the consequence of not doing this meant that I wouldn't be able to do the job I wouldn't be safe I wouldn't be able to um do what I needed to do and and I think you know for me it's it's both sort of having that understanding of both what you really do want and what's really exciting and where you're going but also reminding yourself of what you don't want because one of the things that really stuck with me through the work that I did in in um in addictions many years ago and also um you know my own experience in the work that I do with clients you know you have to be uncomfortable enough with your current situation in order to be able to change it definitely but you also need to know where you want to go <laughs> and be excited about that and it's how those two things work well together I think is what makes the makes the difference so um so yeah so it was so I got what I wanted in terms of being happier with how I looked but not because of the but that wasn't the driver the driver was something else but and so that was like a bonus if you like an unintended yeah. consequence of what I was doing um and 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 what what I think was really key about all of this was that as you said earlier you know everything started to become aligned you know my identity was aligned and I think that journey that you went on like that's the whole thing about a rebirth right is isn't it that you kind of you go through the rebirth and then you understand the journey that you went on better because without that journey of you going on your own weight loss journey figuring out what worked for you and then the kind of opportunities that you had as they came along without that journey the rebirth wouldn't have happened so and then when the rebirth happens the journey gets to be seen in a different light and you're like oh that's why all of that happened and that's how I can utilize my story to be reborn into this new version of myself that had all of those things happen in my life so you can't it's sort of the everything made sense yeah yeah it's like the birth and death isn't it it's kind of like a long you have to let go of something in order to, to to be have the rebirth but the death of that thing isn't the memories come with you like when somebody dies you they don't die and then they're forgotten and no one ever thinks about them again take it with you you You, take the essence with you yeah absolutely yeah and I I think you know what's what's really exciting is that you know I I think at times I kind of like I can't contain myself sometimes for the excitement of can't believe I'm actually doing this I absolutely love 
the work that I do and I absolutely feel so grateful that I'm in a position where I can do this and you know because I was thinking I could have just put the money in the bank and just gone on holidays and what have you but I just thought that's not I mean you know no no disrespect to anyone who wants to do that but that wasn't what I wanted to do I knew that there was this this bit missing and now I feel I feel whole I feel I feel that I'm I'm doing what what I'm here to do and 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 not only that it's like you know my approach is so flexible that it doesn't matter you know I'm, I don't say right you've got to do it the way I did it you know it's what I do is I help people to figure out for themselves what's going to be right for them cut through all of the noise and all of the conflicting stories and messages that there are about you need to do this to lose weight you need to do that to lose weight I'm kind of a bit like a, a matchmaker if you like in that mm-hmm. I help people to see where they're at now and then develop their own self-sufficiency in terms of being able to to navigate for their own lives what's going to suit themselves rather than trying to make them fit into somebody else's mold yeah absolutely um, and absolutely. in just in the way that I found that that trying to follow somebody else's approach never worked for me yes yeah yeah, definitely. I think that's very important um, to, because you're right, those things can work short term and they do work short term and you follow someone else's strategy, it works, but then you haven't changed how you see yourself. No. So it, you're going to go back, you're going to ping this at that ping back, you're going to ping back to who you were before that happened. Um, Claire, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Um, we're going to, I'm going to wrap up just because. Um, want to make sure that we kind of uh we don't go too far into people's brains and and uh, and they switch off so i'm gonna keep it to a, to a, this hour but it's been wonderful hearing your story and it's it's been lovely exploring like how those things connect and how you going on that journey just aligned everything for you and where you are now is that mm-hmm. place of wholeness and the feeling like mm-hmm. everything's kind of come together which is you know really what I want people to understand when we do these rebirth stories is that after all of that stuff, all of that stuff and all of that journey, you do come to this place of being whole as a result. Mm-hmm. So thank you very, very much. We're going to link everybody to um, the things that you've got on offer that they can go buy your book and find out more about you. Um, and uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you very much for having me. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not download the Womb app? It's going to help you to understand what a rebirth is and how to have all for yourself. Join in the chat rooms, download the materials and programs and get monthly coaching and monthly networking, all for the price of $6.99 a month. Download now in the App Store or Google Play Store.